want to do more than follow orders, think outside of the box, and manifest your dreams, then you've come to the right show. Welcome to the award-winning podcast, Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth. I'm your host, Jen Amos, a gold star daughter, veteran spouse, and entrepreneur. For season seven, I am ecstatic to be in partnership with the Rosie Network to highlight motivational stories of personal growth, financial awareness, and autonomy in our military community. Now, let's get started. Hey everyone, got a question for you. Has a personal health challenge ever led you to discover and pursue a creative passion? Well, for the Resin 8 Art Savannah owner, Tracy S. Richberg, it certainly has. I had the opportunity to listen to Tracy share her story as an Army vet, a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and how she started a resin art business. What began as a hobby to aid her recovery from radiation treatments turned into a full-fledged business. She credits her time as a 2021 service to CEO graduate of the Rosie Network to making this possible. Tracy creates and sells resin art items like ornaments, cutting boards, and clocks. She works from her home studio during the week and participates in vendor events on weekends. She has built a customer base at local stores and has learned to plan ahead, prepare inventory in advance, budget, and take breaks to avoid burnout. Listen to Tracy's story of turning a hobby into a business, the importance of adaptability, and the balance between increasing sales and taking care of personal needs. Tracy, it was so great interviewing you as the last guest from the Rosie Network Service to CEO program. We made it. <laughs> we made it to the end of all these interviews. Hearing your story was, you know, just the cherry on top to wrapping up you know, featuring everyone from the Rosie Network. So thank you to the Rosie Network. Thank you, Tracy. And thank you to our listeners for having stuck it out this whole season. I believe the next episode after this should be the last episode. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the final episode of Holding Down the Fort for season seven. But until then, until then, let's be present. Let's be present and appreciate this moment. And also thank my company, US Bet Wealth, for this ad-free conversation. US Bet Wealth, we provide a ton of free resources and services, especially financial education and resources for our military retirees. You can get all of that plus bonus content for our show, Holding Down the Fort, by visiting holdingdownthefortpodcast.com forward slash portal. Ton of ton of free stuff. I mean, all season, I have just been adding more and more free, valuable stuff in there. So I hope that you will join us. And until then, hang around after the outro for my post commentary. I also want to give you a final heads up here. If this is the first time you're listening to our show, or if you've been listening all season, I want to thank you for tolerating my audio quality. It may or may not <laughs> sound different from past seasons. And it's my hope that you will focus on what Tracy has to share rather than what I have to say, because really my job as a host is to have our guests share their story with pride and conviction and passion. And I hope that you get that from today's conversation with Tracy. So happy listening. And I will chat with you in the post commentary. Enjoy. All right. I am so excited to introduce 
Tracy Richberg to Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Bet Wealth and the Rosie Network. Tracy, welcome to Holding Down the Fort. Thank you. Thank you for having me and nice seeing you again. <laughs> yeah, yes. And I have to say third time's a charm to get on your calendar. <laughs> a lot it's okay. has happened in the last couple of weeks, but yeah. Oh, oh, I, I believe you. I believe you. It's, it's, it actually blows my mind that at the time we're recording, it's August and July was a jam packed month for me. Like, like I, it already feels like it's a lifetime ago because of, of how eventful it was. So I hear you. <laughs> I, I totally understand. It was like this, the winter and spring went really slow and it was like summer was just like bam, bam, bam. And now it's like, get yeah. ready to go in the fall already. So. I know. It's so crazy, which at the time that this gets published, it'll be fall, which means uh-huh. when this comes out, it'll I'm going to freak out because I'll be like, wow, it's already the episode's out. So I'm going to say that right, now right. so that when it comes out, <laughs> I'm going to hear this and remember this conversation. But all right, Tracy. Well, what I want to do first, just to warm us up, is to ask you a icebreaker question, lighthearted sure. icebreaker question. So I have four. I have four cards here and I just want you to pick from a number between one and four, what your question will be. Um, number two. Two. Okay. So two is, all right, here's a very easy question. Are you a coffee or tea person? And tea. explain. Tea? Okay. And explain yourself. <laughs> Why not coffee? <laughs> I don't know. It's like my mom drinks coffee. My kids drink my dad. Uh, everyone I know drinks coffee. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's just, I don't even really like the smell of coffee. Like I'll go into yeah. Starbucks to get like a like a, a milkshake or a frappuccino, whatever it's called. And then I smell like coffee for the rest of the day. And I'm like, Ugh. I, yeah, I don't know. I was doing a class and somebody wanted to meet up at Starbucks and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I feel like Starbucks is like fast food restaurants in a sense where if you're in there for too long, you walk out smelling like it. And you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Yeah. And for like coffee lovers, they love it. But like for everyone else, like you're saying, you're like, I I got tea and I walk out smelling like coffee. <laughs> right, right. Like my daughter still drink iced coffee and vanilla, mocha, whatever yeah. she orders. And I'm like, I don't get just give me a tea with a little bit of sugar. <laughs> well, see, that's good. I mean, I'm generally more of a coffee person, but actually right now I'm drinking I'm drinking tea just because I know the benefits of it. Like it's good for my voice and there's yeah. just more nutritional value, I heard at least from drinking tea versus coffee. Yeah, yeah. So I get it. And at the same time, coffee, it's like this weird addiction that my husband and I have. And especially now that like we add milk in our coffee at home and, and I've recently learned how to froth milk and now it's like now it's this bad addiction of like I'm only drinking coffee just so I could froth the milk like I didn't even know what frothing meant until my husband <laughs> bought the frothing machine thing or the, the thing right, to make right right you know like the milk fluffy and uh, I was right. like this, it's just fun doing that but anyway I'm I, I digress we're talking about tea here I do love tea I especially yeah. love like lemon and lavender flavor and then I like to like add honey sometimes if I if I really need it like my daughter, my daughter, one year, she got me for Christmas. I think it was, it was like everything caramel, like caramel candy, Ooh. caramel lotion, caramel, whatever. And she had got me some caramel tea. Oh, wow. And that is like the absolute best tea I have ever had. And I love that, just that tea. That's but, yeah, awesome. I've never I heard of that. Yeah. And I forget what the name of it is, but she works at Target. So I'm sure it was oh. Target. Yeah. 
So my question for you is, do you add milk to your tea or not? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Just regular, sometimes lemon. Yeah. But sugar, sometimes honey. But that's about it. I'm just yeah. a plain like tea person. My aunt, she made me tea one time and it had milk in it. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy because I'm, I'm not like that either. I mean, milk for coffee to me makes sense. But I guess right. I guess that's right, how right, the British right. do it. The British do it with like, you know, milk right. and tea or milk and, you know, block of sugar or whatever. Right, but right, 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 right. I think I've only tried it once and I just, you know, I just haven't done it I've, since. So I think that's yeah, telling. I tried it once. <laughs> I tried it once and I did not like it. And I don't even think I finished it. I think I might have spilled it and been like, oh, my gosh, I spilled the tea. You're like, oh, boy, I'm so clumsy. <laughs> so I didn't have to drink it. There you go. I won't <laughs> tell anyone that that was actually on purpose. Well, but this was a long, long time ago. So. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Love it. Well, uh, thanks, Tracy, for indulging me in that question. And I sure. learned so much about tea today. Like I, I didn't even know about Carmel tea. So I feel like yeah. I'm going to look into that now. I was actually the last thing I'll mention as the other day I was trying to find a substitute for coffee and I looked into like coffee flavored teas and it turns out they oh. exist. I don't know if they taste good, wow. but they exist. Yeah. Just letting you know it's out there. It's on Amazon. I haven't ordered it yet, but yeah. hope maybe by okay. the time of this recording comes out, I might give commentary on it. I don't know yet. So we'll find out. <laughs> I will keep you posted. <laughs> keep me toasted, please. Yes, yes, ma'am. All right. Well, Tracy, I'm so excited to be chatting with you today and to, you know, reconnect after a couple of weeks and talk about your business and, you know, what you do and all the fun things that you get to enjoy in that office of yours. But why don't we go ahead and for listeners that are getting to know you for the first time, Give us a quick snapshot of, you know, what your business life looks like. First of all, my business name is Resonate Art Savannah, and I do resin, ornaments, cutting boards, wall hangings, clocks, just different things. If I see something, I'm going to try to recreate it or make something my own. Yeah. I do like the ocean design. Wow. Words. And I've also done, this is a clock I'm working on. So it's wow. not complete yet. Well, a clock, that, is, that almost looks like a plate, like how clear it is. <laughs> yeah, it's like all shiny and, yep. So oh, it, it has some sanding to do on the ah. back, but yeah. And then little ring dishes or, yeah. you know. But, you know, just things that I, different things that I think of or if I see or, you know, I get ideas and I'm going to I'm going to try anything. You know, I'll try it once if it doesn't work. And, you know, it never <laughs> happened. But, you know, but basically for me, like just business life, you know, during the week, say like Monday through Thursday, <laughs> I'm in my office here creating. Yeah. Um, building up inventory. Um, and then like during the week, if there's, you know, a few stores I need to restock, I'll do that during the week. And then usually Friday, Saturdays and Sundays, I'm either doing events mm. or, you know, and that'll be like either the three day weekend or Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. But that's basically what I do. <laughs> what a lifestyle. So I imagine that, let's say, for example, I go to the farmer's market or, you know, I go to like a local trade show, like on the uh-huh. street or whatever. You're one of those people mm-hmm. that has a booth and has all of your arts and crafts out. I'll have my tent set up, my tables, and, you know, there's one event that I do, and sometimes I'm there till, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning to 9 o'clock at night. Wow. So that's a full day, and that's like three days, and there's another one that I do that's usually like, you know, maybe 
10 o'clock in the morning to six o'clock at night. Yep. So, I mean, it makes for a long weekend, but, you know, I, I love being out there. I love, you know, talking to people about what I do. People, you know, they'll ask me questions. Yeah. Know, How do you do this? And how do you do that? And I just like talking to people and, you know, and then I, you know, I occasionally I get those emails back where people will buy like a clock or buy something and they'll show me where they hung it and everything. And Aww. it makes this just makes me feel good. I love that. You know, it sounds to yeah. me, Tracy, that you have a good balance of alone time, of like introvert time and extrovert time. Like, I mean, I imagine not a lot of people visit you in your office, but like when you go out to the trade shows and the vendor place, the vendor events, yeah. it's like you could talk to people for hours. And I personally find that to be a skill set. Like not everyone can be an ambervert, can do both. Like some people just prefer to be in right. front of a computer or kind of keep to themselves. And then there's ones who are highly, highly sociable. So I, right, I have right, to say right. that it, it is amazing that you have that balance with alone time and and extroversion i had to like learn you know talking to people because i would i guess basically i've just been one to be to myself you know yeah. i'm in that zone i'm in that zone and you know but be i guess being out there and putting myself out there i just had to learn to you know to open up and you know, I mean, sometimes you go to, you know, different booths or something and, you know, you kind of get that vibe that maybe the person is not maybe that friendly or yeah. I mean, just something that, you know, yeah. and then you just don't want to interact with that person. But, you know, it, it really helps to engage that person to ask them questions, you know, hey, where are you traveling from? You know, and and then they start talking and, you know, and a lot of times they just, I mean, I've had people say, you know, I wasn't going to buy anything, but, you know, you talk this up and I'm going to get it. So <laughs> it, it, it just helps to engage with the customers just to be there and, you know, ask them questions, ask them about them, because yeah. it's not always about what you have to sell. Yeah. Sometimes just asking them a question about themselves, you know, it's beneficial. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like that because yeah. sometimes even though if I, I'm out at one of these events and like I want to be there, but I'm also like anti-social and, you know, it's like right. I want to like watch. I want to look at the booths from afar kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it's nice to know that like vendors such as yourself, it's like you're focusing on just at the very minimum, just getting to know people, you know, and right, you're not trying right, to right. hard sell, you know, I mean, sure. Obviously right. that's, I mean, right, to an extent right, right. there's a part of that, but like for the most part, it sounds like you really just enjoy being out and about. And more importantly, you know, you find fulfillment and gratification when people buy your stuff and send you pictures later right. and say, Hey, well, look where I posted this clock. And I, I think that's wonderful. Right. It's like a fine line between trying to sell something and then actually engaging the customer in a way where, you're not like just pushing your stuff on them. Like yeah. I've been to other events and people or something, they might just be like, sell, sell, sell. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's just like a turnoff. Like I don't even want it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, seriously. But, you know. Yeah. So like if I, when I talk to someone and, you know, and I asking them where they're from and how long they're here, I generally want to know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. I think that's great to have like a genuine interest in people. And at the very minimum, it's a way to like exercise your social muscle. And when you are in a position to sell, to me, it sounds like it doesn't come off as salesy because like it's about getting to know the customer and educating them on your things and sharing your story about why you made the products to the point where they they sell themselves. Right. 
Right, right. Yep. And I, I have like repeat customers that'll be like, you know, I saw you last year Aww. over in such and such and I just had to get more stuff. And I'm like, I mean, it feels good that, you know, people, number one, they recognize you. Yeah. And number two, they're just repeat customers and they search you out, I guess, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. That's wonderful. Well, I mean, it's I, that's a testament to the quality of your work and also your customer service because they value yeah. what you do and they value you as a person that they want to seek you out and, and want to support a creative such as yourself. And I think that, you know, I think that that's beautiful. And, and clearly, you know, your face is lighting up just talking about kind of a day in the <laughs> life of Tracy. And it just right, makes me sad. Right, it right. just makes me happy to see that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it shows. I, I hope our listeners can hear it, and anyone that joins us via YouTube will will see your energy okay. and excitement of what you do. And you know, it's interesting because when we were talking offline, I know that this was not your first business, right? Like, in fact, in fact, Correct. this kind of came on accident. So, tell us a little bit about Correct. that story of of how you fell into this <laughs> into your second business. How I got started was I was doing another business and this was back in 2018 and I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Oh my goodness, Um, Tracy. I did, you know, the treatments and everything and kind of like while you're recovering, you know, I kind of, I'm a busybody. I like to do, I have to be doing something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I'm watching videos and I'm seeing this resin on Instagram and I was like that looks kind of interesting to do (laughs) there was a art center here locally and they were doing a class so I signed up and I took the class you know I made my first cutting board and it was absolutely awful (laughs) so I was like what am I gonna do with this so and that was right before 20 you know COVID and everything locked down so I was at home and I had some free time. So, you know, order my resin, order my molds and, you know, started working. And, you know, I, I was basically making things for myself. Uh, had a few friends and they were like, you know, can you make me this? Can you make me this? And I was like, Ooh, people are buying these things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at that time, you know, I still had the other business and... I was with the Rosie Network going through their program and we had just started and I told Ebeth, I said, you know, I don't know if I should continue because I don't have this other business anymore. Yeah. And, you know, she kind of kind of encouraged me. She was like, well, you know, you can make up a business and maybe it's a business you might want in the future. I mean, it'll help you with that. You know, and I was like, well, I am doing this resin. I said, maybe I could make that a legitimate business. You know, I had never thought about going in, you know, jumping in with both feet to do that as my business. But I said, you know, I think no, let's see if I can make this work. So, you know, I went through the program, started over with, you know, did everything over again that I had did with my other business, Mm -hmm. but, you know, put this business into the scenario that we were working with. Mm -hmm. And by the time I got out or the by the time, you know, we had graduated from that, you know, I had slide decks done. I was working on getting my licenses and my insurance and it was kind of like a jump start where something that might have taken me months to get into, mm-hmm. it was kind of like that push and that encouragement that I needed to get 
get me focused on, you know, number one, having something to do, having something that was fulfilling for my life and a way to have this business that was actually making a little bit of money. (laughs) I think that's so awesome how it was your first business that was the reason why you joined but only for that to not work out but you had this right. little little hobby on the side where you're like oh let me see if i can mm-hmm. turn it into something and now here you are yeah. you know doing like three-day weekend events you know working right. for 12 plus hours and you know having right. your current right. clients i mean amazing amazing to see so so much has changed in just the last couple of years since you started Right. And, you know, and it's not just doing the events like there are a number of stores locally that I sell my items in, too. So mm-hmm. I just picked up another one probably two months ago. So wow. it's just it's encouraging. And that's kind of what keeps me going, you know, outside of the events. Like I decided to take most of August off because after being in the sun <laughs> in July and June, it takes so much out of you. And I was like, I just need to relax for a little bit before yeah. We go into the fall and the Christmas season, and then that'll give me a chance, actually the next two months, August and September, to just kind of take it easy, build up my inventory so I have enough. So then when it comes around to what I'm doing every weekend or I've had something planned every weekend, Mm -hmm. then I'm not so much rushing during the week to get, you know, my store stocked and sending out orders and, you know, just... uh, I don't know. I'm in my regrouping time right now. Oh, good. I guess good. you could say. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to capture you at this time to yeah, like yeah. share. You know, for you to slow down and actually reflect on your journey. Right. And and I commend mm-hmm. you for deciding to take a month off. You're like, you know what? Summer's been brutal, <laughs> and it takes a lot out of me. And I want to restock. You know, fall season is a whole other season. So August is going to be my month off. I also right. think that August is typically the hottest month of the year anyway, I feel oh like gosh. in most places. This... So I think that was smart of you to just, you know, stay in. <laughs> yeah, I was telling someone, I was like, you know, I was talking about my schedule and I was like, well, this weekend I have this, next week I have this, two weekend. And I was like, every weekend I had wow. something going yeah. and I was like, you know, and they said to me, they were like, if you need to slow down, you're going to get sick. And mm. I'm thought about it and I was like you know what I said I have been going extra hard this whole you know spring and summer yeah I was like I I really need to take some time off because I don't want to be in that position where I can't do it yeah yeah you know and then stuff gets backed up and you know so if I'm not making stuff I don't have stuff to sell (laughs) yeah you know I just didn't want to be in that position so taking that that time off to kind of regroup and kind of think about where I want to go and, you know, just kind of plan a few things out. I think you just need to stop and think instead of just work, 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 full steam ahead all the time, just taking that time off to have a little bit of you time, have a little bit of, you know, just, I don't know, just to focus on yourself, I guess, instead of just being all business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think if there's anything I've noticed in a number of the entrepreneurs I've interviewed on the show so far is the importance of knowing when to take a break and and recognizing that that is your privilege as 
an entrepreneur is that you can do that. You know, you can work hard. You can also rest. And, and I really like how right. you're giving yourself a month to just regroup, re-energize, restock and all the things. Because, you know, there are people who are led to believe that you have to go 100% all the time. And it does come back to you later down the line. Like you think you're going right. fast. And then one, like you said, one day you're really sick or something throws you off and you can't work for a while. And I think it's you great for yep. you to be proactive on that. Yeah. And even though I'm taking the next two months off, I'm still working. Yeah. But just not. Just not under the sun. Just not. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think oh, that's boy, very yeah. like, I think that's amazing how you've been able to develop a book of business for yourself, you know, not just these uh, events that you go to, but also like it sounds like brick and mortar businesses that like to order your products. And I'm curious, like what, what that process was like for you? Like, how are you able to, you know, find these vendors? Was it word of mouth or did you pitch to them? Like, I'm curious what that process was like for you to develop those relationships. A few of them I have reached out mm. to or, you know, other people who are creating such, you know, they might say, hey, you know, this place here, you know, they take, you know, consignments or, you know, they do this or they do that. And I've reached out to them to say, hey, this is what I have. Yeah. This is what I can offer. And, you know, sometimes they have room, sometimes they don't. I mean, I've got to look into a few places like that. Sometimes I'll do events and other vendors, they might have stores. Mm. So they asked, you know, if you wanted to bring some of your stuff in. I've had people reach out to me from what they've seen on like my social media or just by word of mouth. So, you know, when I have someone that comes to me and say, hey, you know, I've seen your stuff or, you know, I've had people when I'm down doing events and they'll come up to me, you know, I have this store yeah. here and, you know, do you wholesale or, you know, and I was like, sure, do. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. So it's not just, so it's not, you know, doing the events. It's not just about, you know, selling, you know, to customers. It's actually selling to other businesses sometimes too. Yeah. It sounds like it's a combination of, uh, of like doing the actual outreach. Like, I mean, it's a combination of a number of things, like showing up to the vendor events to, you know, word of mouth to actually, you know, hitting the pavement and, and reaching out to these businesses and offering your work. And so I, I like how you exactly. diversify the way that you build your book of business. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, and I tell other vendors, like there was someone that was just starting out and they were like, well, how do you find out about these events? And I was like, girl, <laughs> a lot of times I find out about them and it's too late for this year. Mm. So I have like a two-year calendar and I'll mark it on my calendar for next year mm. to be on the lookout for when vendor opportunities open for the next year. I miss it for this previous year. I said, when I do events, I try to ask people, you know, are there any events that you like to do or what have you done lately? And that kind of gives you a lead because, you know, a lot of times, you know, you don't know what you don't know, mm -hmm. but you have to like ask around, ask other people. You know, I've found events just on like Facebook, like local Facebook. And it's, you know, like the same way I was saying about, you know, getting your items into stores and shops, just, you know, talking to other people and looking up gift shops or looking up, you know, local art and reaching out to them to see if they do take consignment or if they do take local local items and stuff like that. And, you know, sometimes they say no, sometimes you'll be surprised and they might say yeah. And then, you know, then yeah. You're good to go. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, that that makes a lot of sense. And I, I like, you know, giving yourself that ability to like be proactive and keep your options op- open and cast that wide net in a sense. Right. 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 Yeah. We were talking early on about um, how it was truly like the rosy network that if it wasn't for a shout out to Beth, you know, if it wasn't for her telling you to stick with the program, you wouldn't have come out with this business. And I'm just curious, going back to that experience with the Rosie Network, is there anything else from that experience that you took away that you, you feel like is worth sharing to our listeners? The biggest thing for me is just learning that ability to just pivot. Like, mm. if, you know, something happens, just that quick thinking to find a solution or just to find a different way to go in the direction that you want to go. Yeah. And I had about a week to like figure out like, you know, man, should I just drop out or should I, you know, so I sent her an email and I explained the situation to her and I broke it down and she was like, no, no, you don't have to drop out. She was like, you're here. We've already started. You're not going anywhere, basically. So yeah, I'm really I'm really thankful for that because when I was in the military, I was a medical lab technician. So I was in that medical field. And then the other business I had was like food and beverage. And this whole art thing was just totally new to me. Yeah, and I had no idea how to go about it. I mean, there was a lot that I didn't know that while through working with the Rosie Network and just going through the program and researching how to do it and how to go about it, that, you know, I'm I'm thankful for that little push and I'm thankful for them wanting me to stay. Yeah. That kind of, you know, turned up the fire <laughs> Yeah, and kind of got me going because I think I was kind of like in a slump for a quick minute and mm. I was like, you know, you got to get out of this and you just got to, do what you got to do. So, yeah. 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 Well, I, I mean, I commend you for persevering because I think in your situation, most people would say, oh, well, my business didn't work out. You know, thanks for the opportunity, but, you know, I'm out. And, right. you know, special shout out to Ebeth and the Rosie Network, of course, for like, no, nope, we already locked the doors and threw away the key. Like, you're here till it's over. <laughs> Right, right, right. I mean, right. I know they didn't go like that, but I, right, right. the point is that they they insisted, and it sounds right, right. like it sounds like you're very glad that they did because you know, I here you am. Are. Like, it I is, am. It is kind of like I mean, do you ever have those moments where like, man, I, I used to serve in the military. Like military and art, they don't really go hand in hand. You know, like people wouldn't think. I feel like the average person wouldn't look at you and think, wait, how many years did you serve in the military? You know, like I would have no idea. <laughs> I mean, there was, you know, uh, I guess all through my life, you know, I would go to different craft events and I would see things and I would, I would kind of like break it down and I might go home and make a few, maybe one for my mom, one for me, one for somebody else or something like that. But I never thought about making it what I do. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it was just something that was always like a hobby for me, something to, you know, just. To, to take up time. And, you know, back to when I first started, I ended up taking the class for resin as a way because, you know, like I, I was going through radiation treatments. Mm. So it was just that way of, you know, partial relaxation. And I think I was having like some memory issues and some cognitive issues and things like that. And while I was working with the resin, I might have a problem and then I'd have to think fast because, you know, once I mix up the resin, I have like 
20 to 30 minutes to work with it before it's mm. set. So mm-hmm. if there was an issue like, okay, how do I get this to work or how do I get that to work? And it was like helping me with my quick thinking, my problem solving. And I think that's kind of what kind of kept me going with it because, you know, as I'm, you know, working with it and learning about it and, you know, the little do's and don'ts about it, it kind of helped me all around with like memory and problem solving, like, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this story. So last two weekends ago, we were doing an outside event and it's one of those events where you leave your tents and everything overnight. So it was a Friday night, storm came through, you know, Saturday morning, we were getting ready to go. And the one guy sent a picture of my tent and it was like totally destroyed. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I was like, okay, my stuff. And then, (laughs) you know, that thing, I mean, I could have totally freaked out, but I didn't because I know it happens. But then on the other side, I'm thinking, okay, you know, when you get that thinking that comes, okay, let me take this. I might need this. Let me take this extra tent. Let me take this. Let me take some extra stock. It just allow, I think I've gotten better at pre-planning, making sure I have like all the supplies that I need and just that thinking ahead and kind of thinking of what I might need before I might need it. Yeah. So I think it was, it was kind of like a self-therapy for me because it's, because a lot could go wrong working with this. And trust me, it has. <laughs> oh, I, I believe you. <laughs> just being uh, a- I guess just being able to anticipate problems mm-hmm. and having a plan already worked out in advance in case that happens. Yeah. You know, just a lot of quick thinking. And I think, you know, I am glad that I got into working with the resin because if it, I don't know, you know, my outcome with my health might have been a little bit different. If I had it, you know, and I just, I, you know, and I'm just, I'm thankful for that, you know, and people, you know, I have like a little bio card that I have my story on there and everyone's like, you know, are you all right now? And I'm like, I'm great. I'm I'm wonderful. (laughs) You know, that's amazing. Resin resin has given me life. I guess. (laughs) Yes. The answer is resin. (laughs) Right. 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 Is resin. (laughs) Right. 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 Oh, what a beautiful story. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I tell, you know, people ask me and, you know, I've had uh, another, a customer and this was a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, I always put my card in with my stuff and maybe like an hour or two later, she came up to me and she was talking to me and she's like, I had the same tumor and we were just talking Mm. and I was like, oh, you know, we were talking. And so it was just, you know, another connection I had with the customer. So, yeah, yeah. I, I also I really like how you share your story. You know, you share what you went through. I think that's what really helps with a, a, a like a business's overall brand, especially an independent person such as yourself to say, hey, this is my personal story and this is why I do what I do. You know, like this is very therapeutic for me, you know, not just keeping my hands busy, but also my mind and then the right. gratification right. of of other people enjoying um, what right. I have made. I tend to gravitate toward businesses with a backstory. Yeah. With with an interesting backstory, I guess what I'm trying to say. You know, and and I, I think when like even when I first started, you know, and I'm trying to do a certain technique and you can't find anywhere where anybody says, Hey, this is how this is done. You know, they'll mm-hmm. show it to you in a quick fifteen second video, but you're like, Well, how's that done? So, you know, people spend 
me personally have spent a lot of money trying to do a certain thing. And finally, after about a year, I stumbled upon the secret and I'm like, why couldn't somebody just tell me that like hundreds of dollars? (laughs) So that's why when, you know, people, if somebody might be starting out and they might ask me a question, you know, how do you do this and how do you do that? I'm like, you know, I, I tell them this is how I do it, you know? Yeah. Because I'm like, hey, I'm just trying to save you some money money and months of frustration. This is how it goes. But yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I I think that's wonderful. And, you know, sometimes it's those uh, expensive lessons that stick with us, you know, and and, uh, it's great that you want to impart that wisdom to other people who want to do something similar to you. And and either way, what I'm hearing from you is that you really enjoy keeping your hands busy and your mind busy. You know, it's like this is just a way to stay on your feet uh, or yeah, think think on your feet and pivot and to not fold if something as, you know, sporadic as your tent's going down because of a storm right. to hold right. you back. Right. Like right. It, it just seems like you are very present and adaptive in your, your life and you get a lot of joy out of doing what you do. I do. I do. And one thing about the whole storm thing is, you know, there was probably four other people or five other people whose tents were just kind of crushed. And it was kind of inspiring to me that they were just like, I'll just go to Sam's and get another tent and I'll be right back. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) And And we were all set up that day again. And I was like, you know, this is amazing that we're just used to this. So we know this could happen and here we are back at it again yeah you know we're either very determined or very crazy what if it might be both yeah (laughs) both I think it's a little bit of both but yeah yeah Yeah. I love hearing those stories because I think that being self-employed and in your case like a creative it's not for the faintest of hearts you know and it's like but if you're in it enough like you learn to take things like that, circumstances like that. The way that I describe it with my husband, and my husband actually taught me to look at it this way so I don't get so emotional sometimes. I know how to I know how to channel my emotions better now, but the way that I reframe circumstances is I say, oh, we have new information. You know, like we have new information. Let's figure out how do we tie this into our original plan because our plan is officially changing as of right now. <laughs> right, right. And that's, that's good. You that's know, good. yeah. It's just like going going through the motion, like rather than be like, oh no, my plan has failed. It's all over. I'm a failure. Like it's more like, right. okay, we got new information or like in this case, oh, okay, I'm just going to go get a new tent. I'll be back. And right, we'll continue. right. I just, I love that attitude because it's it's very much like you're just being present. Like you're just being present. Also, like, like you're mentioning earlier, it's like these things can happen and it's good to be proactive. It's good to prepare. Um, it's kind of like, you know, this will probably have been edited out by now, but we had a technical issue here for a second and in the moment we were able to figure it out and it's it's good to right. have those curveballs being thrown away because it just makes us better you know to, to adapt and makes us more present and do what we really want to do which is make our customers happy right exactly exactly yeah. yeah so tracy one thing we talked about offline is that you are a self-funded business or especially when you started you were self-funded 
But, you know, years have gone by and clearly you keep yourself busy to the point where you are allowing yourself to not go to outdoor events for the next two months so you can, you know, rejuvenate, restock and all the things. And so I'm curious for you now, you know, looking at your life today, what does sustainability, you know, look like for, for you and your business? Okay. I think one thing about it is just pacing myself with events and, you know, putting a little bit aside for savings. Like during the first part of the year, I was planning like back in November, December, planning out all my events for 2023 Mm. and setting a goal for the month. And, you know, and with that goal of how much I wanted to make, I'd also have to keep an account how much it would cost me to go to these events, how much inventory I would need. I actually started started off by, I don't know, I kind of just jumped right in and then I had a business and I guess I was just learning as I went when I first started, you know, yeah. okay, I have, you know, I made this much. Okay. It cost me this much. Let me set this aside because I know I have other events coming up and I know I'll have to pay for my entrance fee for that. Or if I know I want to make so many clocks or so many boards, just knowing how much I'll need to make for them. But I think I am in my going into my fourth year and it's just been a matter of saving for me, yeah. you know, you know, trying to anticipate how much I'll need or how much inventory I'll need for the month, how much inventory I'll need for the stores and events and things like that and kind of just planning, you know, right now, when I, if I have a very good month, I might order ahead, order a lot ahead. Mm. And then like right now, you can't see it, but outside my door, I have all these boxes stacked up mm. just waiting, waiting for me to get to. But, you know, you know, that's an expense I won't have to worry about for the next couple of months because I have, you know, items that I need to make and get to, but I haven't yet, but I have them here. Yeah. So yeah. I guess, you know, just that saving. And I think one thing, Like I use Square for my business and they have an option, like an auto saving type thing. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten into the habit ever since like last year of setting aside like 35% of all sales. So I I don't even see it. It just goes into the savings account, you know, and I check it. I was like, wow, now I have this amount that's saved in there. So I think that helped me because if I had to do it on my own, I might not have done it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I need to sign up for that. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's. I, I like the options where I don't even see it where it's going. You know, I'll see yeah. that I'm available and this whole savings thing is out of the way and I don't even have to check it until yeah. you know, I have, until like tax time or, or if I have like vendor events that the price year was or something like that. But I just kind of leave it alone. So yeah, what a kind what a how, pleasant surprise! It's like finding yeah. money in your pocket. You're like, ooh, right, right, right. <laughs> and I, I don't even check it, but it's there, and I know it's there when I need it. It's there, but as for what I'm doing now, it's just the savings and planning ahead, and you know, like even in 2022, I, I usually take off. You know, January, I don't do any events in January and February for the most part. But that's when mm-hmm. I, I clean I clean out my whole office. I mean, I take everything out and just clean everything. And if I if there's something that I haven't used this past year, I'll get rid of it because I'm probably not going to make it. Like I'll have yeah. these big ideas of what I'm going to do and no time to do it. And then if I haven't used it that previous year, I just kind of get rid of it because it's not going to get done. But yeah. 
just kind of planning ahead. And when I have those good weeks where I have a lot of energy and I make a lot of stuff, then I just kind of put it in the box or put it on the shelf. And so I have like back stock, I guess. So there's yeah. a lot of stuff I had back stock on that when it's time that I need it, I'll have it, you know, because when I make a lot of my stuff, I, I like to let it cure for like two weeks. Mm. So even if I make something this week, it's not going to be ready to sell until like the end of August. I mean, the end of August or September. Mm-hmm. So I got to do that thinking ahead too. So Yeah, that is a lot of planning. I imagine you have a very full calendar. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> Are you one of the people who have like like multiple calendars and it's like color coded? <laughs> I do. <laughs> not that I not that I see your calendar, but I, that's what I'm guessing. <laughs> I have my I have my two year planner and I have it color coded events, days I'm working at my my stores and I have yeah color coding and then I have my calendar on my phone that has the color coding in it. Oh, that's awesome. So when did you decide like okay I'm gonna block off. August and September like was that like planned in advance or was it kind of like you had a moment recently you're like okay I need to take these two months off I was already planning on slowing down and taking September off Mm -hmm. but after being outside for a total of four five six seven eight nine ten twelve days last month I was like I think I'm done (laughs) (laughs) that I think I think I'm not going to sign up for anything, although I did sign up for a weekend at the end of August. I don't know. I, I just couldn't stay away, I guess. I was like, well, three weeks is enough. Let me take yeah. three weeks off, do an event, and then take off three weeks in September and then do an event at the end of the month. So I, I'm compromising because I can't sit still for too long. I'm yeah. a busybody, and I like to be the go, 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 and... Yeah. Well, I I think that's very wise, you know, for you to, um, you know, pay attention to your your needs and your bandwidth and, and, you know, asking yourself, do I want to repeat this for August? Do I want to be out in the sun, especially in August of all months of the year? Because I feel like August is right. I just feel like it's always the hottest time of the year. I just I don't know. That's just might just be me, but I'm pretty sure it's August. And it's funny because like my my best friend and I were talking recently like, oh, wow, you know, the the weather in August is kind of cool right now. And I said, no, no, no. This is just the calm before the storm. It may seem cool, but like, just right. you wait. Mid-August, right. like, it's going to happen. I just know it. Like, don't get your hopes right. up. It's not fall season yet. <laughs> right, right. You can't. And especially especially in the South, we have like false fall and then we have <laughs> fake summer. And, you know, whenever when it starts to cool down, I was like, uh-uh. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be 100 degrees by the end of the week. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Planning ahead, think, but right. And I think you know, every year I've tried to you know beat my sales for the previous year, and you know I'm graphing, and I have this graph that is like, oh wow, look how much I did last year as, as compared to this year. Yeah, and in in June with the heat, I was like, I'm just not going to make it. It's it's just not going to get done. <laughs> Exactly. I can't, it's like you know I what? Can't, like I can't do it. Yeah, it's like success doesn't always have to be linear. It's okay. I don't need to right, keep beating myself right, every right, single right. year. And and again, it's like this. There's this concept, constant theme I'm getting from your story is like allowing yourself to adjust or co- course correct or you know it's okay to take a couple of steps back because it's like 
you know, being self-employed, like you really have the ability to be mindful of your needs and your bandwidth. So I really, I just really like how meticulous and well-planned you are. Also, how you allow yourself to pivot. And I, I just, it just seems like you have, like you're very self-aware is what, what I'm hearing from your story. Like, you know, to listen to yourself and your needs. And I think that it is very common in this type of space to just overwork yourself. And like you said before, like, like you got it. The best time to rest is when you don't need it because you might, you know, you might actually like when you need it, it might actually take you out. So, you know, I just I just recognize that in hearing your story. And I imagine that that took time for you to figure out. Right. It's not like you always knew that. No, no. Like <laughs> even even like at the beginning of the year, like I set these goals and then mm-hmm. the, it came to a point where this month it's just not going to be. But, you know, yeah. look how well you did do. Yeah. No, even in despite that, you know, I may not have met that goal, but overall for the year, I'm still ahead. So, you know, even you might you might have a goal met and you might not make that goal, but then you have to reflect on maybe the previous month or the months before. It just kind of puts it in perspective that I mean, sometimes it's the whole pivot thing to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And, you know, I saw this shirt and it, and it just had pivot on it and it just kind of spoke to me. And I was just like, this goes back to 2021 when I had to just, mm. you know, and I, I, I think it's just in my mind now that things change, things change. And you have to, you know, maybe think quickly on your feet to continue on that path or to make another path to reach your goal. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just that's kind of what I'm I'm being fueled on now. It's just that ability to drive ahead, but then also when you come to obstacles, you can go over them or you can go around them or under them or whatever. But yeah. yeah. You can you can still reach that goal, but it might not be in the way that you first planned, but it's still possible to get to where you need to be. Yeah, it, it's getting me to think about like how the the fun and also the the nerve wracking part of entrepreneurship is finding that collaboration with what you're in control of and then what the external world will throw your way, you know? Right. Because like right. if I think that if you are naturally and this is me generally speaking for some if someone is generally like, you know, a control freak or they want to know every single detail and be in control of everything. This is going to be a hard life because you're going to get humbled very quickly. Right, <laughs> and you could right, either right. you could either say it, realize that it's part of the process and it's actually a beautiful process, you know, or, you know, you're not going to last in this life very long. So it's really great to hear like how you learned that for yourself and how you allowed yourself to, you know, big caps uh, pivot, <laughs> you know, when when like something came up or even just for yourself when you kind of knew that it was time to take two months off, for example. And I, and I think that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I I had to learn it because, you know, there have been times where I've just kind of, you know, shut down maybe for like a day or two. And then I have to, you know, pep talk myself, like get out of this funk you're in. Yeah. It's not doing you any good. You know, come on, think, think about a solution or, think about another way to do this or another plan of attack and you know and then it might be two o'clock in the middle of the night and I'm just like ah yeah yeah let me try (laughs) like I can see how this works you know so yeah that's wonderful yeah I just like actually just last night I I had this like I was up late I mean I 
I've been having a hard time sleep, sleeping in the last week, but that's a whole conversation for another time. And I've learned to I've learned to embrace it and say, OK, well, what is this like night of quietness and silence where no one's bothering me? is showing right, me right, right now. It's a time uh-huh. for deep reflection, you know? And right, right. so, yeah, again, just just really like looking at our circumstances with a different lens. And, and you know, I still think, though, it is important to feel your feelings. And if you're going to have those days where you need to shut down for a little bit, and that's totally fine, you know, so long as you know that you can't stay there, you know, like you, right. you just can't right. stay there. And I, I think that's just such a great lesson for life as well is like, you just can't, you can't stay in your sorrows or, you know, your, your circumstances and you got to move forward. Cause that's what life is. You got to live it, you know? So it's great how you give yourself that you have that inner dialogue or that inner cheerleader to, you know, help you get back on your feet. I think it's okay to kind of wallow in it for a little while, and just embrace it. But then, you know, after for me, after a few days, I'm like, all right, okay, what are we going to do now? <laughs> I love that. This, I is love not, that. this is not productive, you know. Come yeah. On, but yeah, I love that. My phrase to myself once I fully feel my feelings is I'll be like, OK, I'm over it. Like I'm moving on. Like, right, I, right, like right. I, that was. And it's funny because sometimes my husband would be like, oh, I thought you were feeling this way. And I was like, honey, that was like five minutes ago. Like I've moved on. <laughs> You know, like just, you know, just being able to like feel your feelings and and just recognize like, hey, okay, it was felt, you know, it was valued and we were letting it go now and and we're moving on with our lives because exactly, exactly, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I can relate to your story in that sense. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm over it. It that was five yeah. minutes ago. I'm just I'm just that done. But so in the past. So in the past. Yeah. Yeah. It was so five minutes ago. Just wow. Like you're still living in five minutes ago. Like, come on, get right, with the program. Right. No, I'm right, kidding. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. But yeah, you know, Tracy, I wow. I mean, I really like your story. To me, it sounds like slow and steady and methodical while also, you know leaving room open to pivot. And I want to make sure that you were able to share everything you want to share about your business or also any other reflections that you feel is worth sharing with our military community, whether or not they become entrepreneurs. I I think a lot of what you're sharing, I mean, I feel like a lot of them would be understandable. Everyone would get like, oh, you know, set a schedule, plan ahead, all the things. But, you know, the main theme that I got was like, listen to yourself and know when to take a break and all that. But other than that, is there anything else you want to make sure you mention on the show uh, as we start to wrap up here? I guess the one other thing that I would say is that if you have questions, it's okay to ask Mm. because I've had questions about certain things and I might look at a book or I might try to find it on the internet, but then, you know, I might still have this question in my head and inevitably I always meet someone who I'm talking to and it was like that person comes around at the right time and they're like magically there to answer my question. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I might be like, let me run this by you or what do you think about this? You know, and, you know, just reach out to others. You know, there may be people in your life that have great ideas or that have solutions that you might not even know until, you know, you just ask. Yeah. Ask and you will receive, I think, is the old time, old time phrase there. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. Right, Um, right, right. Yeah. Those are the two that pop up in my head. (laughs) I love it, Tracy. I love it. And uh, yeah, yeah, I I really, I really appreciate you taking the time to 
hang out with me and share your story and kind of go a little over here. I apologize, but we're almost done. I promise. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, you know, before we go, I am curious to know, you don't have to have any questions for me, but if you do, do you have any questions for me before we go? I don't, I don't don't think so. Okay. And that is totally fine. That's not everyone has a question for me. Anyway. Yeah. I really appreciate hearing your story, Tracy. I, I kind of feel like you have a very slow and steady methodical while also like gently embracing change in your life. And, you know, I just want to commend you for this business that happened on accident and happened uh, based on pressure, (laughs) pressure for you to build it. But obviously, here you are four years later, and you're enjoying what you're doing. And you constantly challenge yourself to profit more every single year. And it's just great to take this time to capture your story and uh, hopefully give you a breather in this time and also an opportunity to reflect on your success so far. So I I hope that you give yourself time to pat yourself on the back sometimes, you know, because you definitely deserve it. I I try to as often as I can, but yeah. Wonderful. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tracy. Appreciate your time. And to our listeners, we hope you got a lot out of this conversation. And with that said, we'll talk to you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Hey, this is your host, Jen Amos. Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth. Visit holdingdownthefortpodcast.com to access the full show notes of this episode, including resources mentioned and bonus content. Once again, that's holdingdownthefortpodcast.com. Lastly, stay after this outro music for something a little extra. Thanks again and chat soon. Bye for now. Welcome to the post commentary. Thank you for sticking around. And I really, really hope that you got a ton of value from listening to Tracy's story. Man, it's been quite a season. If you have been here from the very beginning, from the very beginning of season seven, I just say thank you. I think I mentioned this in a past episode. It's been quite a journey to bring this show together. This show is completely different from season six and all the seasons before. You know, this time around, we are more honed in and purposeful, you know, with what we want to accomplish with our show. And we are incredibly grateful for the partnership with my company, US Fat Wealth, and with the Rosie Network. So this is the last interview I have with someone from the Rosie Network for this season. So I'm just incredibly, incredibly grateful. I hope that by now you would have checked out the rosynetwork.org to learn more about this incredible nonprofit. And hopefully you are inspired yourself to, you know, apply for their cohort program and just dip your feet in entrepreneurship. Or if you have a hobby that you're ready to turn it into a business, the Rosie Network does it all. So once again, check them out at therosynetwork.org. And special thanks to Stephanie, Trisha, Ken, Ebeth, to everyone who I have interacted with in the off season preparing for this. This wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for you and your trust in Scott and I to make this possible. So thank you, thank you. And we may or may not be featuring the Rosie Network again for season eight. Stay tuned. I may or may not 
talk about it in the season finale episode of season seven. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Until then, I may or may not be revealing what's to come for season eight of in 2024 in our free podcast portal. So you can have access to that by going to holdingonthefordpodcast.com forward slash portal. And yeah, we don't know. We don't know. You will only know if you join the portal, which is free and you can leave anytime. If this is the first and last episode you listen to, I hope that you will join us in the portal to just get more amazing content, especially if you are a aspiring podcaster, an entrepreneur, or you're seasoned and you're just looking for more inspiration, more resources, or, you know, as I always say, you are looking to do more than follow orders, think outside the box and manifest your dreams. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to the Rosie Network. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you to everyone who has been a guest on the show, the cohort members of Service to CEO program by the Rosie Network. I am incredibly, incredibly grateful. And I hope that you all will join me for the season finale coming soon. So thanks so much and chat with you then.